0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 214 of Take Him With You for March 10th, 2013. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we have a great show for you today. Stick around,
1: it's going to be fun.
0: everybody to another exciting episode
2: i've taken with you
0: i was gonna say of a dog remember that was it Mm. no it was pigs in space remember that from the Mm. muppet show
2: not exactly
0: and then wasn't there a doctor the dr bob was it dr bob and uh the dog was the doctor
2: I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about.
0: You never watched the Muppet Show?
2: Oh, of course I watched the Muppet Show, but it it's was like time to... it was like 30 years ago that I watched Most the Muppet original. Show. Da, da,
0: da. This is what they call the Muppet Show. I used to
2: babysit my cousin's kids. Yeah, uh, and it was oh. on the night that the Muppets were on, so they would all climb on me in the big easy chair, and we would watch the Muppets.
0: They, the Muppets, are the best. I still haven't seen the new movie.
2: I I have. would like to see it. I want to see it. So we, I, I we need to, to rent the, it or something. I went to the movie theater inside. I
0: didn't get to see it at the movie theater, so let's rent mm-hmm. it. Because yeah. I, I deserve to watch something after all the hours i put in this week. Yeah? I want to.
2: We both did marathons, which I'm trying not to yawn. It's
0: late at night and yeah. daylight saving times kicks in. So if you're listening to this and you haven't set your clocks forward and you're in the United States...
2: Well, I don't know that the whole United States does it. But...
0: No, our buddy Al and Joyce, they don't uh-huh. do. They don't change clothes. And
2: they're just in the time zone one over from us. Or I think it they're an
0: hour difference. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're the and West
0: so Coast. Brian too. By the way, congratulations, Brian and Yay! Jamie, on little Jensen. He's so
2: cute. I'm wondering how long before he's gonna wear a. A um, Captain Kirk uniform. Oh,
0: I don't know, but he probably will just go shirtless because that's what Brian does.
2: <laughs> Maybe. It's our, a, our, it is Phoenix, after all. It
0: is, and it's warm, and he'll mm-hmm. probably be cycling with his father soon. So
2: He'll be out there in his diaper doing a triathlon, whatever those are. He'll do
0: something in his diaper, all right. <laughs> anyway, congratulations, you guys. That's awesome oh, it's, it's, in your it's first the, baby. It's
2: the Iron Man that he does, right? Is it right. the Iron Man? Yeah. Yeah, it's like crazy. He is Iron Man. Now they have a, a baby Iron Man.
0: Well, he's an Iron Boy. Iron Boy. I I'm sure that. that he'll be very athletic like his parents. Yeah. They're both very athletic. Anyway, congratulations, you guys, on your baby. That's so awesome. And now, no sleep. Yeah. Oh, that was your toe. I thought that's it was a dog trying to get me to pet it. Aww. It's my wife's toe.
2: You're petting my toe. Okay, well, that's a little too much information. <laughs>
0: Gosh, embarrass me. Jeez, uh. what are you doing? <laughs> well, we can't talk too long today because yeah, we have a it's special. We're, well, we figured what we would do since it's been such a crazy week for us, and we'll talk mm-hmm. real briefly about the week, um, that we thought we would go ahead and play our Easter drama that we did a few years back at. We try to play it once a year, just because it was a lot of work and it's mm-hmm. kind of a cool thing with lots of cool music and a kind of a sci-fi twist to it all. But mm-hmm. some of our dear friends are starring in it. Mm-hmm. It's very fun to have them there and on the on the uh, the dra- audio drama. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a cool message, and we hope you enjoy it. It, it
2: would be nice if we got ahead in in bills enough that we could put together another.
0: Yeah, special. at this point, I'm so busy trying to make money that I can't uh, spend the time to do the fancy stuff that I want to. But, yeah. you know, there's always a possibility. Yeah. I do have quite a few more ideas.
3: That's cool. Yeah,
0: just, you know, finding time to do them is hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like I say, we, if we've... we did this, if we podcasted full time, well, then we would have time to do yeah. that. But, uh, this, you work hard this and I work hard. This week
2: was was crazy for both of us you had a bunch of projects you're trying to finish up for people that needed them like a week ago and you're you're trying to get them done i did 28
0: songs in three weeks yeah i was supposed to do it in two for
2: just one client yeah but that was partly because it took she she ended up moving and it took her longer to get you the the um assignments and yeah
0: well guess what what one of the big projects i did which i'm going to be showing everybody soon Uh um was a tourism video for the gulf coast Mm -hmm. of alabama for a specific place called dauphin island and they um they uh, went ahead and uh they used i wrote the the thing along with my friend Mm marion and we wrote the commercial and then i put music and did voiceovers for it and then he edited it all up and they played it at a banquet, and the governor of Alabama saw it and liked it. That's
2: cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And what I love about it, it, maybe you'll post it on our website one of these days, is that they had given you kind of an idea for the music, and you you did a music bed like what they said, but you had something kind of that inspired you yeah. to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so you also gave them that option and they just loved your second option. Yeah, they used the
0: option I didn't think they were going to use.
2: The one that you thought, oh, this would be perfect. And, and so you wrote kind of something I don't know what you would call it. It was um, a,
0: a more authentic, I guess, it, and a little more upbeat than I. But
2: I pictured as like bayou country, swampy, fun music. I don't know. Well, how it I is the bayou that.
0: that I was promoting, yeah, so.
2: But it was the music that you did for it. You would expect to hear in the bayou, <laughs> I guess. Well, it worked. And it worked, and so it was. It was I wrote a, lot a new one
0: for the next video that's coming up.
2: And that one's about bird watching. Uh I'm doing a
0: birding video. It's going to be really cool. And I did a brand new song for that as well. And it's pretty cool sounding. It's pretty cool, I guess. You're yawning again on me. I'm
2: so sorry. um, You had a busy week, but I've been gone for three days. Because um, on top of working for my regular clients, I left thursday after work and went to help set up a garage sale for my uncle we're trying to get his house ready to sell and so i've been working a lot of hours cleaning out closets and helping my mom sort stuff and so now we finally have pretty much everything out of his house had a big garage sale set up thursday did it friday and saturday a couple trips to the dump and to um a charity organization that we donated the the decent stuff that you know was usable but no one bought and so we took um a big load to that and two loads to the dump and oh I'm exhausted. <laughs> I think I got up at started working at seven this morning and didn't finish till um was it after six tonight and then had to drive an hour and a half home. So it was a busy, busy day for me today. Yeah, I guess.
0: You were just like tired.
2: Tired. So you go, No problem, we can play a special tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't have a problem, so you um you've had a really busy week and katherine's had a really busy week i think i heard her come home
1: yeah she just got she, home um, and it's late
2: she's been helping with the production of beauty and the beast here at our local college that she attends Yeah, and has been one of the stage crew um the runners i can't remember what they're called but she has a little headset and she makes sure people are where they're supposed to be and oh. and the They're being quiet when they're supposed to be, and the the props get on stage when they're supposed to be. So she's um, had quite the experience. Um, She took a course this last quarter. Um, What was it called? It was called um, Theater Workshop. And so she, she was involved from the very beginning of taking a part sets and building sets and painting sets and then helping produce the show yeah so it's been quite an experience but i think come sunday evening she's gonna be like oh because they had eight performances you know and that's on top of all the saturdays getting everything ready before so
1: yeah
2: Quite. I I had a saying back when you were producing plays and directing plays and acting in plays, that it takes a production to put up on a production.
0: <laughs> it does. It really does. And
2: um, yeah, I used to help do what she did, help build sets and paint sets and going up. Well, I'm surprised she still wants to do that because she used to have to tag along with me for. Weeks on end, getting ready for plays. Yeah. But, Craziness. Yeah, but she gets three credits for this. So. That's good. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. I'll go towards her <coughs> associate's degree.
0: Well, that's cool. Yeah. So we're getting ready for Easter coming up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be on the 31st this year, which is really only, what, three weeks away? One, yeah, two, three weeks away. It's
2: coming up fast. Yeah.
0: One, two, three. Yeah. So uh, we thought we would play our Easter special today uh, called Beaten to a Pulp. And uh, it is a little graphic, so, uh, you know, be fair, forewarned. Uh, if you have never heard the, the show before, uh, then it's, it's quite a, an experience. If you have heard it, it's always a good reminder. I, I recommend that people listen to it at least once a year just for to remember, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, it's pretty to the point, And I think everybody will enjoy it called Beaten to a Pulp.
2: Mm-hmm. And it, it may be a little bit scary for real young children, but, you know, you know your kids, so you can decide whether they're ready to hear people getting beaten and oh, great. crucified great well, you're, really you're really going to want to listen <laughs> no, to this, it, aren't you, No, it's everybody? actually kind of a science fiction um, Well, story. let's let them listen to it. How's that and sound? And so you can enjoy it.
0: What we're going to do is we're going to take you into the drama... Uh, by playing some of the music I did for the, the second video for the Tourism Project. Uh, this is a song called Take Flight. I'm only going to play part of it because, well, you know how that goes. So, oh, and we will be back at the very end just to say a couple things. So we'll see you in a little bit. Enjoy. Up. We're at the next layer here at the dig, and Dr. Blankenship is brushing around
1: the artifact. We're not sure what it is yet. Careful, use the smaller brush. Calm down, Blake. It's not like I've never done this before. Yeah, yeah, so what is it? Just a little
0: more. Careful?
1: It looks like we are the proud discoverers of a ladle. A ladle? Seriously? that's not bad. Well, after six months, I was looking forward to something a little more glamorous than a ladle, but beggars can't be choosers, can they?
4: <laughs> no, they can't.
1: Well, look who made it back. Did you get it?
4: Get it? <laughs> Dr. Crowley always gets what she wants. It's in the tent. You're going to want to see this. But don't let me distract you. What did you find there?
1: Well, it looks like a water ladle. I think this adds credence to the captain of the guard station. So far, with the other things we have dug up, our theory is really coming together.
4: Well, then let's get this new piece of equipment out of its case and try it out. I think we'll find out very quickly if this is what we've been looking for.
0: Note to self. March 5th, 2009. Dr. Crawley has returned with a new paleoradiology machine. We're going to look under the site that we're excavating before we actually dig this stuff up.
1: I am so excited. (laughs) Jeez, Todd, put that thing down and help me get this out. We're making history here, Charlie. I don't want to miss one bit of it.
4: This was a blessing, Dr. Rumstead. An x-ray machine like this for little digs like ours doesn't happen very often. I'm glad the University of Arizona let us borrow it. Usually the Bones boys get this machine. Customs had a few things to say about it, and getting it here to Israel was a miracle in and of itself.
0: I don't believe in miracles, Samantha. But if we found what I think we have, they'll be thanking us. Too bad they don't have a time machine.
1: That would be something. To Actually, go back and see what it was like. Not only could we find the places to dig at, but breathe the air, see the people. It would be an anthropologist as well as an archaeologist's dream.
0: Yeah, like Star Trek. We can cause a headache for the temporal police. How many times did Kirk time travel?
4: Okay, boys, enough of your science fiction. We have some non fiction to meme up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where's the box with the power cord?
4: I had it with me in the airport. What do you mean? It's in a blue box.
0: I don't see any blue box. Can you backtrack and
1: find it?
4: It was smaller. I could have left it in the back of the cab.
1: I'll take you in the Jeep, Samantha. Which cab company did you use? You know, it's almost noon. I'm
0: going to head out for a bite to eat. You guys find the power cord, and we'll meet up at uh, 1.30. Deal?
4: Oh, sure. You get to go eat while we do all the work.
0: Somebody has to do the planning around here Besides, I'm just going to go down to that little cafe on 3rd They've got Wi-Fi, and it's not too far out of the way If you guys get back early, call me And guys, be careful, there's an alert out today
1: A couple of rockets were lobbed into the city Don't worry boss, I'll text you And we won't get started with your new toy before you get back Although, I might set it all up Besides, I'll buy lunch for the lady So we probably won't get back till you do Okay, see ya Note to self.
0: Okay, I've got my briefcase with the timeline and my notes on grid four. I'm convinced we're gonna find a weapon in this mess. Note to self. I'm running some projections as to what we might find if in fact this is the captain of the guard station. It looks like with the water ladle find that it could be exactly what I thought it was. Typically at these stations were shields, parchments with orders, cat of nine tails, and various spears, swords, and daggers.
5: Do you want some more coffee, Doctor?
0: Yes, thank you. Great lunch, by the way.
2: I'm glad you like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's always good here. I'm hopeful that we find some of these artifacts intact. With the help of this new equipment on loan from the University of Arizona, we should be able to see if there's more artifacts under the surface. I'll be posting my blog soon on the ladle find and plan on updating... It's kind of strange. Man, I'm not feeling so comfortable with this. Oh, God. There's a man with explosives around his waist. Stop it! on why is everyone so agitated they just released barabbas we're going to execute the blasphemer jesus
5: what land are you from i um, am i wouldn't be showing myself looking like you my friend the soldiers are coming hide yourself if you know it's good for you no you there explain yourself i uh i uh explain yourself what matter of uniform are you wearing there, it, it, it's a... What region are you from? Is that a weapon? What, my briefcase? No, no, it's not a
0: weapon. I just hold my things.
5: So... I'll take that.
0: Hey, give that back. He, he stole my briefcase. Are you just going to stand there?
5: Stay where you are, do not move. Yeah, right. I'm out of here. <laughs>
0: to self I barely got away from the guard and I'm searching for some clothing I have no idea what happened to me I keep telling myself I either died and this is my hell or I'm hallucinating somehow I'm fascinated though with how real everything seems to be for the sake of the moment I'm just gonna go with the flow because I don't know what else to do I managed to keep a hold of my watch, my digital recorder, obviously, my glasses, oh, and my shoes, but I lost my briefcase with all my notes and my wallet. I don't see my computer anywhere. I I don't know what happened. I couldn't plug it in anyway. Ah, jeez. Okay, note to self. I managed to get a tunic and a robe from an older gentleman. Traded my watch for it. I don't think the guy knew what it was, but from what I could see, he seemed to be kind of happy. So now, I kind of look like everybody else. (laughs) Well, not really. I'm the only white guy around here, (laughs) so I kind of stick out like a sore thumb. I think I'm going to try to rub some dirt on my face and my hands. At least I can attempt to fit in. Note to self never been much of a religious man so what I've just discovered is I don't know how to say it's challenging me I just spoke to a man that was warming himself by the fire last night he apparently recognized another man named get this Peter yeah like Peter from the Bible the guy that uh, supposedly walked on water I know it's crazy but he told me all about his experience with this man denying that he knew Jesus This guy claims to have actually heard the rooster crow the third time that that Peter denied the Christ. Absolutely amazing. He said that this Peter fellow totally broke down and began sobbing, and that he thought he might die of grief. I'm not even sure what to think at this point. This is all too real. That man. I really always thought of Jesus as a historical figure. I mean, I've read about it purely from that standpoint. I knew he existed, but of course, I'd never met anyone that actually met him. I saw him, for that matter. Of course, Samantha, she she claims to be a believer. She said she knew Jesus. How are you supposed to know a dead man? I don't know. I don't know somebody's coming. note to self. I've spoken to a few more of the locals here, and now I'm really alarmed. I might actually be here. The sights and the smells I never smelled in a dream before. I mean, oh no, the soldiers are coming. I gotta, I gotta get back. I don't want to get caught again. Anyway, the sounds and the, and the sights, it's all too real. These folks that I just ran into described the events that took place this morning before I woke up in the crowd. <laughs> They said that this Jesus man was put before their governor and asked if he was actually the king of the Jews. I guess the Jewish leaders are really upset over Jesus. They've accused him of being a blasphemer and a troublemaker. The strange thing is that even while he was being questioned by the Jewish leaders, apparently, even the governor, he, he didn't even defend himself. Why in the world would he say anything? I mean, you'd think if he was the son of God, he'd at least confirm it. Now I wish I would have paid more attention in Biblical Studies class at University of Arizona. I mean, I know about Roman culture, but I skipped over the whole Jesus thing. Note to self upon a crowd of folks perched on a wall. They're watching something. They seem to be really intrigued. Oh, okay. I'm at what they call the uh, Praetorium. It's the headquarters for Pontius Pilate. It's where the Roman soldiers and the Captain of the Guard are centralized. I'm going to climb up. See if I can uh, get a good look at... What's happening Okay, in uh, talking with another man here, I'm beginning to understand what I woke up into. Apparently, this is the time of the year that the Jewish folks can request the release of a prisoner as their, uh, well, we call it scapegoat. This year they demanded that a liar and a thief named Barabbas be let go while this Jesus fellow be imprisoned and punished. I don't quite understand it all, but that's what he said. He tells me that they're about to prepare Jesus for his execution. Okay, note to self. Uh, apparently these soldiers have the actual Jesus with them. I can't believe I'm seeing this with my own eyes. There seems to be a whole garrison down there. He stripped his clothes off of him. And there's...
3: A, uh, a soldier
0: has brought what looks like a uh, purple robe or a cape or something. Wrapping it around him. One of the soldiers has, has brought a makeshift crown made out of something. Um, it's thorns. Oh, they're not going uh, to... They just put the crown of thorns on his head and they... They pushed it down. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. I can't do anything to help him. It's grown strangely quiet up here on the wall. Kind of beside ourselves. One of them just put a stick in his hand and just knelt down in front of him. the king
3: of the Jews! (laughs) (laughs) What you? Oh, on the side. Who hit you? Yes, who hit you?
0: steam rising up off him they've cut him open and I I wonder if he's even alive I have never witnessed anything like this before I mean I've seen some pretty violent movies in my time but this this isn't like that he's already swollen up and his face isn't even distinguishable at this point They pulled his beard out and they laid his flesh bare. He looks like like ground meat. I can't even describe what I'm feeling right now. It's all so different when you see it happening. It's not just a story anymore. Why didn't he ever defend himself?
1: What? He's moving. He's
0: still alive?
3: Oh, God.
0: One of the guards just kicked him again. He's breathing, but shallow and short. Oh, no. He just spit blood out of his mouth. This is horrifying.
5: Get up, you
0: dog! Two of the soldiers have dragging what appears to be a wooden cross. So much bigger than I imagined. (sighs) They've thrown it down next to Jesus. No. I can't believe it. They've asked him to carry it on his back. Oh my god. His back's all cut up. It's bleeding. How can they do this? I'm not sure he can even get up. No, he's getting up. Oh, please, please, don't make him do this. I don't believe it. He's dragging it. He's actually dragging it. They're opening the doors. I'm gonna jump down and follow him. out of the compound at any moment. I see they have two others in chains and they have crosses as well that they're carrying. It's a small crowd gathering. I think it's the followers of the family of Jesus. Nothing is happening at this point. I wonder what's holding anything up. So I, um, I spoke to this young woman of course I got a few looks. I, I forget sometimes here where I'm at. <laughs> I mean I understand in this culture I'm not supposed to do that in public but anyway whatever. I asked her who she was and she claimed to be someone named Martha, the sister of Lazarus. Like I was supposed to know if he was famous or something I don't know. Anyway she seemed very upset and was having a hard time concentrating. She answered my questions, but in between sobbing. And, and I, I couldn't tell her what I witnessed. I mean, she's going to see Jesus soon enough coming out here, and if she can recognize him after the beating. So I asked her how she knew him, and, and she said he was a friend of the family, and he was a good man, a special man is what she kept saying. I asked her what he had done, if anything, deserving death. And she answered uh, very vehemently, No and began to cry and to talk about putting my foot in my mouth of all the things to ask of course she wouldn't think he was guilty I tried to cheer her up a bit saying that I was a stranger in the town and I wanted to know if this Jesus fellow was everything people said he was and then her eyes just like lit up and she began to talk about her brother and how he died but she witnessed with her own eyes him raised from the dead yeah He'd been dead for a few days, too, from what she said. And at the command of Jesus, he walked out of the tomb with his grave clothes on. She completely seemed convinced, like she'd witnessed a miracle. She said, if I was ever around him, if I could ever look into his eyes, that I would understand. She told me there was something different about him, something you couldn't tell by just hearing about him. So I point blank asked her finally, is he really God? She looked at me like I punched her in the stomach. And and then she stared at me with the deepest conviction I think I've ever seen. And and she said, I do believe he is, but I don't know what to think now because they're going to kill him. Why does he have to die? She kept saying that. Why Why does he have to die? And I just stared back. I-, I didn't know how to answer her. I mean, oh, well, wait a minute. Something's happening. They've led Jesus out through the doors. The reaction from the crowd isn't good. Uh, f- I think for a show of strength, they've lined soldiers up or they're lining them up on either side of the, of the road. Some people are very, very angry. All the women seem to be crying, some even wailing. Oh my. Oh, he looks horrible. He doesn't even look human. He's not like a badly beaten animal. You can't tell it's him. You barely can. I don't see how they think he's going to be able to carry the cross from any distance at all. Crowd's growing bigger now. People are. Running down to the street. You know, what?
5: Oh, oh, ah Careful, friend. Watch yourself.
0: Excuse me. Sorry, I, I tripped. Sorry, I- I'm just. Well, I just can't believe my eyes.
5: I- I'm Blake. I'm called Simon. And yes, these are incredible times. How sad for this man. From what I hear, he's innocent. Yet they are killing him anyway. Exactly. I actually
0: watched them beat him. I've been hearing about him. Oh, no. Look, I, I knew he couldn't carry it. He's falling.
5: You. You there. Me? No, you. Me? Pick up his cross. You are carrying it for him. Move! What? You heard me. Pick it up. Oh. Oh. Here, I'll help you.
0: Here. Oh my. He he's looking right at Jesus.
3: I'm sorry. Pray for me, Blake. Uh, I uh
0: I'll do that.
5: Jesus. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Get out of the street! We don't have all day! Move now! Move!
0: I met his eyes. Through all the blood and the flesh, I met his eyes. And he looked at me. It just pierced right through my soul. I'm not even sure how to feel right now. It's as though all time just stood still. I just thought he was like a fairy tale, but he's real. I keep pinching myself. This can't be real, can it? I don't know what I'm gonna do. Whatever the case is, I have to figure a way to get back. I don't belong here.
5: All right, we don't have all day. Come on, move! Come on. Oh.
0: So here we go. If I remember my story right, we've got a short journey ahead of us, but we're headed up to the place where they crucify Christ. I don't even know how to describe to you what I'm seeing. There's people of all walks of life, and they're like running alongside of the street some of them were running into the street and the Roman soldiers are pulling them back everybody wa- seems to want a piece of Jesus and he's barely able to walk in fact sometimes he's being drugged. I feel sorry for Simon but he's, he's carrying it oh uh, I cannot believe my eyes. <laughs> and knowing what's ahead is even harder for me. I just, just never thought that it was real. He was real. Pick him back up. But unless my. <laughs> Unless my senses are fooling me, I'm here. This is real. This is Jesus.
5: I'm
0: going to see this through. I'm going to see this through. It's like a morbid
1: parade.
5: Prepare the prisoners. Bring the hammer.
0: to self we made it to a place called Golgotha the term of the place is, is means the place of the skull I asked a local why they used this place to execute people he said it was just outside the city gates and near a very busy road this way it served as a public execution and kept the citizens in check many many people walk past it every hour it seems so barbaric to me but then again I guess that's human nature <laughs> it hasn't changed much I mean, look what we entertain ourselves with. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'll watch the news ever the same way again. <laughs> he said the legend it has it that Adam's skull is buried here, but then he laughed. so I don't know if he was serious or not. From what I gather, many people who pass by and make the crucifixions that much worse because they hurl insults and throw garbage at the people being killed. They actually nail the hands and the feet of the people being executed, and it can take a few hours for them to die naked up on the crosses. At the end of the day, if they haven't died, the soldiers go around and they break their legs so that they can't push themselves up on their hands on the nails to uh, get a breath of air. So basically, that's what happens as they suffocate. Note to self. I've been watching the crowd for me. There's people from all different walks of life here. I see a whole section of what appears to be religious leaders, and they're grinning and whispering back and forth with each other. It's kind of sad. I see one, though, that's similar in his style of clothing, but he seems agitated, a little bit disturbed. He's kind of back behind the others. think I'm going to go try and talk with him. Okay, note to self. I actually got to talk to that man. His name is Nicodemus. He's a Pharisee, and I was surprised that he would speak to me, but he's a very articulate man with a lot to say. He did not seem to be in favor of what was taking place and was in obvious disagreement with his fellow leaders. He said that he was one of the only of them to ever have a personal meeting with this Jesus. He admitted that he'd gone to Jesus late one night out of fear of what his colleagues would say. And he told me his original intent was to find out about this man, he was causing such upheaval with with everyone. He seemed genuinely curious about him, and then he admitted that he really made a statement to Jesus, not asked him the question initially. I guess his statement was something like, uh, what did he say, Jesus, I know you are, you've come from God, because no one could do all the miracles that you do if God wasn't with him. What happened next, Nicodemus said, really made him think. He said, Jesus never really answered anyone the way you'd expect him to he oftentimes would ask another question back or make a statement. It is if he could read the motives of men's hearts. So he told me that Jesus made a statement to him about the kingdom of God and that no one could see that kingdom unless they were born all over again. He, of course, questioned him on that and found that Jesus was talking about renewing a close friendship with God, not going through the rituals and observing the law like like we used to do, And this really, really fascinated this Nicodemus man uh, to the point of him questioning why he was doing what he was doing with leadership. From that point on, he found himself opposed to plotting to kill Jesus and thought perhaps they should all listen to him instead of treating him like a rebel and a troublemaker. Oh. It looks like they're going to, um... Oh, no. Here's the part I haven't been looking forward to. They've already nailed one of the men on the cross and are lifting him into place. Oh, he looks in agony. The second man is very scared and is not handling things well. The soldiers have beaten him several times to get him to be quiet. Jesus, on the other hand, is bleeding, but very, very still. He's kind of heaped on the ground next to his cross. They put his tunic back on him for the journey to Golgotha. one of the soldiers is removing it from him and the others are fighting for it it appears to be a nicer garment and now they're gambling for it i feel bad for jesus this must be horrible for him one of the guards tried to get him to drink something he said it would ease the pain but it looks like jesus refused it oh boy two of the guards now are stretching jesus out on the cross And preparing the nails for his hands and feet. I don't know if I can watch this. I've often wondered why people would want to see someone executed. And I have no idea. It's so tragic. I can't imagine the pain he must feel.
5: Hold his legs still.
0: It's like mindless violence and yet it has a purpose and I, I hate this. I hate this. I, I, I want to look away but... So compelled to see this through, I don't understand even why.
1: I just need to stop.
0: This is the king King of the Jews. Jews. Let me say, they're not doing this to honor him, but they're mocking him. He's hanging there between two other men on crosses. And the world keeps passing by. All sorts of people going to and from the city. The actions are very diverse. One person will walk by and weep and another will yell something hateful out of their mouth
5: destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, Jesus? <laughs> if you can do that, why not save yourself now? If you are the son of God, why don't you come down from the cross? He saved others. Self he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him come down off the cross and prove it.
0: Even the leaders are scoffing and yelling out things at him.
5: He saved others, and himself he cannot save. Blasphemer! Where are your powers now?
0: One of the thieves that's hanging next to him, speaking to him.
5: What? You can't even save yourself.
0: (laughs) The other one. As he was in agony, said something very profound. He said, We deserve everything we got because we are guilty of it. Shut your mouth, man. Jesus is not. Remember me, Jesus, when you enter into your kingdom. I was in total shock when Jesus looks over at this other fellow hanging there and says... Today, you will be with me in paradise. Those words just echoed in my mind. He's willing to forgive a man who's guilty simply for believing in him. I'm not sure how all this works, but it seems so real and loving. Here, Jesus is suffering and yet concerned about this thief that's being executed next to him. Absolutely amazing. Things are getting a little crazier now. Some of the crowd has dissipated, yet there seems to be an intensity as they're expecting the death of Jesus. I think some are lingering for a miracle, and others simply want to see with their own eyes when he takes his last breath. It's it's so sad. What? Something strange is happening. It's starting to get dark out, but it's not time for that. This is like a scene from a bad sci-fi movie. But I can feel the pressure changing. A real heaviness is coming over all of us. It's rather a creepy feeling. Makes me want to run. I feel like something bad is about to happen. Oh. Ah. Mm. Oh. My ears are popping. The hair on the back of my neck is standing up. There's a man that I keep watching that has been next to Jesus' family for the entire time. Mm. I'm going to go try and talk to him. He seems very, very concerned for them. Note to self. I'm kind of in a state of disbelief. I just spoke to who I think was the disciple John. Yeah, that's what his name was. And I know it's common around here, but it would make sense. He, he was very compassionate. He was very spiritual. But he's vexed and he's dismayed at today's events. He's very, very confused emotionally. He wishes he had the power to stop all of this, and at the same time, he's scared of the Romans and their power. He said some things to me that are, that are kind of disturbing from the get-go, but as I contemplate them, I think they're pretty life-changing. He claims that Jesus is the Son of God, even more that he is God in the flesh, and that everything that was created, everything we see around us, was created by this man or God. And that the only way a person could ever understand spiritual things is to believe in Him, in this Jesus. I asked if he could just be troubled because of today's events, and that wasn't it. He was very convinced that Jesus was more than just a man, that, that even more than a prophet, that He was indeed God in the flesh. I, I don't know what to think. I mean, why would God let Himself be executed that... I'm not quite understanding that. He did it for you, you know. What? Who is this? It's you, Blake. You're talking with yourself. Oh, great, now I'm a lunatic. No, you're not. You're on track here, my friend. Jesus is dying so that you might live. If he doesn't do this, then you and everyone else has no redemption. No one will save you from the fate which we all deserve. Only Christ can do this. And so that is what he's doing up there on the cross. He's cashing in life to give you eternal life. Now observe. Hey, Wait! How did I get here? Can I get back? I really need to get back. I don't belong here, this isn't my time. All in good time. All in good time. (laughs) About three hours have passed now and it's still dark. It's like an eclipse, except for all this darn pressure. I can I can hear faint thunder from far away. No rain at all, but but it's rumbling from the east. It looks like Jesus is trying to say something. I can't make it out. means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is gut-wrenching. Somebody next to me thinks that he's calling out for Elijah. They dip a sponge in that drink they offered him earlier, and they're trying to get him to drink it, they put it up on a, on a stick. They think he's delirious, but he's not drinking. Some others have just said, leave him alone, let Elijah save him. I wish they'd just shut up. I'm getting so annoyed at all this mocking.
5: Father, into your hands I commit my
0: spirit. The ground is shaking now. It's an earthquake. Ah, the atmospheric pressure is intense. People are scattering and things are falling all over. I can see into the city and the buildings are toppling. It looks as though Jesus has died. He's moving at all and I don't see him breathing. The thieves on either side of him are still alive and appear to be in agony and, and they're scared. With all that's going on around them, I don't blame them. There isn't anywhere to run for cover. I'll just had to ride this out. The ground is like, like liquid. I've been in earthquakes before, but, but not like this. No, what, what was that? A man just ran by in bur- burial clothes. The crowd's running all over everywhere. The soldiers are trying to keep order. I just heard the captain of the guard. He looked up into the sky and he, he said, Surely this was the son of God. chaos. The ground has stopped shaking now. The soldiers have gone over to the first man and they they broke his legs. Now they're going over to the other man. They broke his too. They're they're at Jesus now. But Apparently they noticed that he's already dead. Just to make sure one of the guards just shoved a spear to his side, oh, gross, There's blood and water everywhere It's pouring down him, the other men have suffocated now, they're all dead, I don't even know how to feel, looking man spoke to the guards about the body of Christ it appears that he's offering his tomb for Jesus to be buried in I caught his name Joseph somewhere called Arimathea they're accompanying him since they have orders to keep an eye on the body since rumors are that well his followers think he's going to come back to life but they want to make sure nobody comes and steals the body to make it appear that way I'm going to follow, but I've got to get something to eat. I'm exhausted and I'm tired. Perhaps I can find a place in the garden where the tomb is at to sleep. as I made my way with the crowd as they carried Jesus's body to the tomb I was next to a man that was very distraught and I I asked him what was wrong and because he he seemed to be even more distraught than most of the people that were around and I knew he was grieving but there was something more and with tears in his eyes and and a disappointment he he explained how much he loved this man named Jesus, and I said, "Well, why, why did you love him so much? Are you related to him?" He said, "No," but he relayed this story to me of how, for years and years and years, his hand was withered, or what he what he referred to as withered or crippled, and that he couldn't stretch it out and he couldn't use it. So for for years he was he had begged in the streets and wasn't able to work like the rest of the men and, and was ashamed and embarrassed and, and said one day during the uh, temple, uh, he had come in and it was a day when they were, Jesus was speaking or doing something. I, I'm not sure of all the details. All I know is this, is that Jesus touched this man, and this man claims that his hand instantly stretched out and now he can use it normally. And he says that he owes Jesus his life and is so upset that Jesus is dead. So here I'm talking to this man, and he is and everybody around him, when he's sharing this story, is agreeing with him, and it was obvious that something had happened to him that was supernatural. so i was I was a little blown away and and of course, I could understand why he was so distraught. he He said he really wanted to spend more time with this jesus fellow and and that he was so upset that they had killed him. Because he knew that he was from God. Well, how do you argue with somebody's testimony? It's kind of hard. Here, this man was convinced that a miracle had happened because Jesus had touched him, and I guess it caused quite a controversy. And he, you could tell he had a, a disdain towards the Pharisees and the and the religious leaders because he was very mad at them. Note to self. I the procession of folks out to the tomb where they put Jesus into this cave looking tomb and they rolled this giant stone over the the top of it and then the Romans sealed it so that there was no way that anybody was going to get in and and steal the body and they've put some guards around the tomb and they're standing guard i have kept far away from that obviously I was able to um, get some bread and eat some bread sure it tastes so different than what i'm used to it's just i don't know i've been thinking a lot about how i could actually be here and you know i i I just don't know I, i don't know if the force of the blast in the place i was eating it must have been the force of the blast maybe it pushed me somehow back in time i don't know or this could be all my imagination but if it was then why would why would i have my briefcase and well, I don't have it anymore, I mean, somebody stole it, but, you know, i talking on this recorder, and I don't know. I just... I guess my theory is, if a, a huge impact like that blew me into the past, perhaps if I could get close to something that had the same amount of impact, it would push me back. But I don't know, in this time frame, what kind of thing that would be that could cause that. I from my reading I do remember the story of Jesus and I do remember that at one point the story says that, that well it says that he comes to life after he's dead and I saw him die and I saw him put him in the tomb and now I'm here in the in the garden and I'm, and I'm waiting I just because I'm curious I, I want to see if it really happens you know, I mean, a lot of people have had a lot of conjecture about Jesus and said that he was a good man or a prophet or, or maybe even didn't, didn't exist. But I think the big controversy is, is stirs over the fact that did, did Jesus really raise from the dead? And if he did, that would totally make things different in my head. I remember reading some works of a, of a man named C.S. Lewis. and He said... Either Jesus was a liar and had fabricated the biggest hoax ever in the history of mankind. He was a lunatic, and it doesn't appear that he was, or he was really the Lord. I don't know. I guess for years I just thought I could do it on my own. I thought my mind was... I thought I was superior. I didn't need God. But now that I'm here... And I've seen it with my own eyes. I don't know. I, I'm rethinking everything. I guess it'll all depend if, if I'm here for a day or so and it doesn't happen. Well, I guess I know. Whatever the case is, I'm going to have to get back somehow. We try to get a little rest. I get just close enough, if, if anything happens, I'll be able to hear it. sleeping outside is not all it's cracked up to be. My neck. Uh, the guards are still there. What? It's, a, it's, a, it's an earthquake. Oh, another earthquake. There's light coming out from around the stone. No, The guards are falling. Oh, my gosh. The, the stone is rolling away. It's... Oh, I can't believe it. It's,
3: think you're coming out surrounded by light it's 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 him he's
0: alive note to self i have never seen anything like that ever before now that I've got my wits about me, I can recall all the things that I saw. It was so quick, but there was this great earthquake, and then the the guards that were guarding the tomb fell over. Like I I don't know if they died or what the deal was, but they were on the ground, and and I saw this like light coming out from the from the stone, and it rolled away, and 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 then this this being of light just kind of sat on top of the of the stone. I saw. What, who now I know was Jesus walk out of the tomb and, and it's like he disappeared. But I looked into his eyes and it was him. It was the same man that I that I looked into his eyes when he was carrying the cross. It was he was alive. It was amazing. And then, not too long ago, uh, two ladies had come uh, to uh, do something with the body. I guess they were going to prepare it for burial or whatever their customs are. and they saw the same being of light that I did, and, and he spoke to them. And I could hear him say, he said, don't be afraid, for I know you're looking for Jesus. He was crucified, but he's not here. He's risen, just as, as, as they said. And, and uh, then he invited them in to come see that he was gone. And, and, of course, they were very, very excited. And they hurried away and ran, and they were all excited. And, and then what I saw amazed me. They were running down the path, and bam, they ran right into Jesus. And he, he talked to them. And they fell down, and they, they grabbed at his feet, and they worshipped him. And I, and I just sat there going, oh, my gosh, this is just too nuts. And he said, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there I'm, I'm going to see them. And I'm telling you what, it was amazing. I've, I saw this with my own eyes. And it was amazing. And now I've got I don't know what to do. I saw him die and I saw him come to life. I don't know. Wait a minute. I hear something. What? Oh, no. Soldiers are coming.
1: I've got to hide.
5: Do not move. Don't Kneel, me. you dog. But I'm I've done nothing wrong. We'll see about that. Now silence yourself. What are you doing? No, hey, wait a minute. D- don't hurt me. Let's take him to the captain. Kneel. He may know something about the disappearance of the body. Hey, dog. Ouch. Leave me alone. Stop it. That hurts. Silence the prisoner. If you know what's good for you, you only speak when spoken to. Do now move. Wow. Take his body. what are you talking about? I will repeat myself only one more time. Did you take the body of this Christ?
0: I didn't. I saw him. He's still alive.
5: He's what? Hey, hey, now wait a minute. You don't have to use that dagger. One pull across your throat and you lie to me no longer. Look, I don't want any trouble. I'm not even from this time. I'm... I'm... What are these items we found on your person? what are these well, they're,
0: they're my glasses I mean you do have glasses well, no you don't have glasses they help
5: me see and this I have never seen the likes of this before
0: well no that's a little more hard to explain
5: they fell down and they they grabbed at his feet and they worshiped oh him the and God I- what magic is this an object that speaks of its own accord.
3: Look, I
0: can explain
5: you will do no such thing. Tell me where the body is or I kill you where you stand. I tell you I saw Jesus alive. I don't know how. I don't even belong here. but he's alive, I tell you. It is time. Tell me where you hid this body.
0: I didn't. I didn't hide him.
5: I I tell you he's he's alive. Then you are dead. <laughs> no.
0: Pressure's coming back up. He's coming Ah, too. No, no. You've been in an accident, and we're treating your wounds. Can you hear me? No, don't hit me again.
4: No, I I didn't take the body. You've been in a bombing, Ah, Mr. Rumstead. No, no. But you're going to be okay. It knocked you out, and you've got some wounds, but we're going to take you to the hospital and patch you up.
0: My head is fuzzy. I don't
1: think... The painkiller is kicking in. He should be feeling pretty good here in a minute. Check his IV.
4: You're gonna be fine, Doctor.
0: early.
5: Tylenol is
0: my friend.
5: Are not claiming responsibility for the rocket attacks in Gaza. Even after two weeks, the cleanup still goes on from the horrible suicide bomb. In the United States, stocks continue to soar today on
1: Hello? Well, we don't have all day, do we now? Some of us don't have time to go and visit anymore. Why don't we get your bum down here?
0: Funny. You Englishman, so impatient.
1: Why? What did you find? Only exactly what you said we would. You've got to be here when we unearth it.
0: Is Samantha with you?
1: How big is it? Yep, she's here with me. Oh, it looks like it's a smaller one. I get off the baby phone and get down here.
0: I'm on my way. Yeah, I'm doing okay, Doctor. Yeah, my back and neck are still a little sore, but other than that, the stitches peeled up nicely. Yeah, about that, um, I'm heading into work right now. Hey, three weeks is way too long to be out of commission. Yes, I promise to take it easy. No, no, they didn't find any of it. Well, I mean, there were pieces of my briefcase, but all my notes were burnt. No, no, the hard drive on the laptop is a goner, too I know, I'm lucky to be alive, I'm not complaining In fact, after all I've been through, I'd consider myself blessed Oh yeah, I haven't forgotten Tuesday at 3, I'll be there Hey, doctor, thanks for checking in on me Okay, hey, I'm just pulling up to the dig site, I'll talk to you then Uh Uh-huh, you too Okay, bye
4: doctor is
1: that what i think it is well it's not a toothbrush. it's a roman dagger
0: how far under is it
1: Oh samantha and i uncovered down to the last layer we thought you might like to do the honors do you have the bag ready
4: ready and waiting doctor oh my neck
0: and my back are killing me but everything i've dreamed of is coming true come on guys let's do it note to oh <laughs> do you have something we can record this with
4: I've got the digital camera. It's all set up. Come on, Blake. Let's get to this.
0: Okay, start recording. Note to self. We're dusting off the last layer of what we hope to be a Roman dagger from around 10 to 40 A.D. Oh, this is fantastic. It has some corrosion, but look at this. It's beautiful. I've got the handle almost free. This is a miracle.
4: I thought you didn't believe in miracles.
0: Yeah, well, I've had some time to think about that lately. (laughs) Wow so similar to the dagger I saw in my dream. Are you getting this,
4: Samantha? Yes, Dr. Rumstead.
1: The bag is ready, Doctor. Is it free? Here. Let me help. Careful, careful. Okay.
0: seems to be all in one piece. This is a great find. The tip needs a little more coaxing. Ow! What the heck? I nicked
1: myself on... What is that? I don't know. It's got a lined edge. Right by the tip of the dagger. Let me me brush it a bit. Whatever it is, it's... It's pretty badly corroded.
4: Can you zoom on this, Samantha? I'm with you, Doc. You know, we saw a rectangular image on the x-ray by the dagger, but I assumed it was a sharpening stone. This looks a little thicker than that.
0: Okay, the dagger's almost free. Okay, I'm gonna have to get this other object out before we can pull it free. Let's get a little more aggressive, Charlie.
1: Whatever you say, Doctor. Okay, give it a push. It's coming
0: free. What What the...? Hand me the metal tool.
4: Is that what I think it is?
0: It's... my... digital recorder. Audio Drama Cast Rick Moyer as Dr. Blake Rumstead, Simon Meddings as Dr. Charlie Blankenship, Jen Rhodes as Dr. Samantha Crowley, Catherine Moyer as the Cafe Waitress, Nathan Moyer as Roman Soldier One, Preston Ward as Townsfolk and Captain of the Guard, Richard Pete as Simon of Cyrene, Daryl Skills as EMT One, Rick Dostey as EMT2 And Dave Rhodes as the News Anchorman All music written, recorded, and performed by Rick Moyer Copyright 2009, Moyer Multimedia LLC All rights reserved For more information, go to TakeHimWithYou.com And don't forget to listen to the weekly audio podcast of Take Him With You with Rick Moyer the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious, at www.takehimwithyou.com. And thanks for joining us for Beaten to a Pulp, the audio drama. So there you go, a blast from the past, my dear.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Quite a a tale.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a lot of work, actually.
2: Yeah. That but, that's what I say. A production always takes a production to put on. <laughs> it does. It
0: does. Well, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you enjoyed the uh, presentation, and uh, we hope it got you ready for Easter. We're going to be back next week, uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about Easter, but in a more more of a practical way and then we've got an uh, I've got an interview that we we need to set up with uh, our friends Randy and Faye Crane they're going to be on the show coming up here but I just have not had the time to get the so Randy if you're listening I'm calling you, man, or something. Or
2: Or call him. um,
0: Or or do we're going to do something, but we'll get you guys on the show because we really wanted to do another interview. And then, of course, we got all sorts of other things coming up that I think everybody's going to enjoy. Mm. Yeah, and then I'm not sure what we're going to do on Easter Sunday, but uh, it'll be something cool.
2: Mm -hmm. It'll be pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Well, you're real talkative.
2: I think I'm about ready to fall asleep, but it was good being... um awake enough to say hi to our taken with you family and friends yeah. and um well
0: let's pray for them and then yeah. we'll we'll go mm-hmm. father thank you for each and every person listening to the show today and we we do pray a blessing on them and that you would continue to open every one of our hearts lord to know you better know you more and not to worry so much about all the different things around us but to really think about what you've done for us and how much you love us that we might be able to fulfill all the things that you have have, uh, done for us and called us to. And I just thank you for purpose and for reason and for being. And uh, I just thank you again for all that you've done in our hearts and our lives. Bless our audience and and all those that uh, care about it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
2: So if you would like to get a hold of us, um, please do. We love hearing from you. You can... um, Get a hold of us at TakenWithYou.com. Our emails are Rick at takinwithyou.com or Amy at takinwithyou.com.
0: It's been an awful long time since we got an email. Our last mail was from our friend Greg, and that was a long time ago.
2: Wow. So yeah. we need to hear from our listeners. Um, the other thing is you can, um, my mind is getting mushy. You can get a hold of us on our Facebook pages, mm-hmm. um, Facebook.com/forward/slash/Rick.Moyer. Yeah, or for yeah the same thing but forward/slash/Amy.Moyer.
0: Correct. Yeah. There was one other thing, too, was I can say, oh, yeah, if you feel like helping us out donation-wise, that would be so cool. We were going through our books and stuff and realized that uh, this last year, because I had to do taxes and all that jazz, mm-hmm. this last year, we had so many different people give at one time or another during the year that we were just so, that was so cool of everybody.
2: It really did help us keep oh, it really, going. Oh, really big time. And, and you know, yeah. even if it's just a little bit here or there, it does Very help. Very helpful. Yeah.
0: So, if you feel so led and you get something out of our program, it doesn't take a whole bunch. I mean, if you if everybody that listens that enjoys it gave a little bit, we'd have more than enough to continue on and, and do all sorts of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so if if you, if this you find last it in your heart, year
2: we were, you know, it's it's kind of a a faith thing every month, but we were able to upgrade our equipment and you're getting yeah. used to the new system and
0: it's a lot better. Well, it, yeah, it's a lot better stuff. I
2: think it's a you know, you can let us know if you can tell the difference in our in audio our
1: audio quality.
2: Audio quality, but
1: Whoa. you
2: know, we we for the longest time we're using kind of a oh, for the Frankenstein time. system, and, and yeah,
0: Sorry.
2: we have a you know better system now that we're releasing, mm-hmm. and um,
0: and that costs more. It
2: costs more than our little Frankenstein computer you built yourself. Yeah. But um, yeah. So anyway, we would love to hear from you. Um, and I will say this, and you can keep on talking if you want. But no, I'm, I'm done. Crawl back I'm done. To my good night. night.
0: Goodbye. Um, good this morning. Has been Whatever.
2: A Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2013. All rights reserved.
0: All rights
3: reserved.
0: See you later, everybody.
2: Good night. Good morning, all. Whatever